Welcome to Fear and Greed, the week ahead. I'm Sean Aylmer, and as always, I'm joined by economist Stephen Kukoulis. You'll find him at thekook.com and on Twitter using the handle thekook, T-H-E-K-O-U-K. Stephen, good morning. Good morning, Sean. Big week last week for the labour market. We got wages, we got an unemployment rate at another 48-year low, 3.4%. What's going on there? It was some good news and I will say less good news. I don't think any of it was bad, but really we, the market, and I think the Reserve Bank were hoping to see the wages numbers a little bit stronger. So we had the wage price index in annual terms only increasing a little above 2.5%, so 2.6% year on year. And it sort of doesn't fit with the narrative that we're hearing from a lot of businesses that wage pressures are really strong. So in a sense, there's a bit of a conundrum on what's happening on the wages front. Just by the way, that may be resolved when we get the next quarter's numbers, because of course, we do know that the Fair Work Commission bumped up minimum pay by 5.2% on the 1st of July. So that's for three months hence. But we also saw the unemployment number, as you mentioned, fall to a fresh 48-year low of 3.4%. And that was despite the fact that we had a 40,000 fall in employment and a bit of a dip in the participation rate, which I think is more volatility from the ABS calculation method than a change in trend. So, you know, generally a tight labour market, the missing link right now is that genuine and big pickup in wages growth, which just isn't happening yet. Now, are we worried about that because the cost of living is rising and we want people to earn more? Are we worried about it because we know it's coming and we prefer it to arrive? Why are we worried about it? Yeah, I think it's partly because the cost of living pressures. And you know, we, we want real wages to increase by a small amount. And obviously, at the moment, where we've got this you know, extreme inflation pressure, of course, we're not going to get wages growth at 6 or 7 or 8%. But when that inflation rate tapers off, as I think it will in the first part of 2023, it'd be nice to see wages growth at 35 or 4%, and then inflation coming back to 3 3.5% to sort of get purchasing power back on track. And it's also a sign that, you know, businesses in a funny way, while they don't like paying higher wages, they want everybody else to. So they spend money in their business. So in in a sense, there's this optimal level of wages growth. And it's probably, you know, three and a half to four percent. And here we are just above two and a half. So it's an indicator of just how, I don't know, robust the labor market is. So that's why we want it to pick up. And again, we've just got this, you know, another quarter where it didn't really do that much. Now, one thing that we found out last week, the Reserve Bank is worried about household spending. We probably didn't find that out. It, we just got the minutes from the Reserve Bank board meeting and they talked about household spending. When you look at the earnings season that we're in the midst of, it's kind of interesting with the retailers because some of them are saying that, yep, yeah, we had a great 2022 in the last couple of months have been a bit softer, whereas others some of these discretionary retailers have said, no, 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 actually things are pretty good. Sales are still doing really well. JB Hi-Fi was one. There are a few others just saying that the last couple of months probably haven't been as soft as we might have thought they would have been. And that's the interesting dilemma here, that we've got consumers still spending even with only modest wage increases. And while consumer sentiment we know is very weak as well, we know that both the ANZ and the Westpac measures are frankly, at recessionary levels. So we're really feeling that cost of living pressure, interest rate hikes impacting on our sentiment as well as our bank balance for those people with a mortgage. But yet there are enough people out there spending, as you touched on. And while, again, there's only tentative evidence that retail sales growth is slowing, it's only slowing. It hasn't really been crunched yet. So I think what's happening is that even if wages growth is relatively modest, the fact that you've got more people in work 
today than you did a year ago. The fact that those extra couple of hundred thousand people are earning a wage means that they spend a significant proportion of it as well. And I think we've just got that build-up of savings as a bit of a legacy of the COVID payments that went to so many people, not just JobKeeper, but a whole bunch of other payments too, that people are sort of cashed up and we're largely free and we're spending. And I can assure you too, from some of my uh, business travels last week, that it's very hard to get a, a hotel in the big cities and the and the planes are full of people. Mm. The week ahead, it's actually like a rest week for the economists, I reckon. Not much going on. Oh, Sean, I need it too. After the last couple of weeks of, you know, a, a range of really hot data, as in you know, top tier data and, yeah. you know, RBA speeches and all the rest of it in the minutes last week that we saw from the RBA and Fed officials and the like, I'm looking forward to just maybe doing a bit of contemplation on where this economy is at, have a bit of a dig into some of these numbers that I've only had a cursory look at but this week is is a really low tier week which is lovely now following weeks we get the national accounts and the next rba board meeting but i guess they're for uh the following weeks for us to discuss and then the job summit you you need to rest this week Stephen, because you're going to be busy for the three or so afterwards yeah the job summit that's a, that's an interesting one and the treasury actually last week did put out their well terms of reference or discussion points and i guess there was nothing really new in in what they were saying. Obviously, the issue is to sustain low unemployment, to get a bit of fairness on the wages front again. So even Treasury is looking to business and the unions and academics and other participants at the job summit to see, you know, what do we do? What can we do to sort of make sure that you know, we get sustainable, modest increases in real wages. So that's going to be part of it. They also discussed, you know, the gender pay gap and issues like that. So that'll probably feed into childcare issues and increasing pay rates for female-dominated sectors of the workforce, so nurses, carers and the like. So it'll be interesting to see, but I don't know whether it's going to come away with that mission statement, if we can call it that, mm. that says, well, here's the buttons that we've got to press and all of a sudden we'll have the labour market completely fixed. It's an important thing, don't get me wrong, but I don't know whether it's the sort of summit that will yield much in terms of what you know the government or business or the union movement for that matter should be doing. Stephen, enjoy your week. Thank you, Sean. You too. That was economist Stephen Kukulis, better known as The Kook. You can find him at thekook.com and follow him on Twitter using the handle The Kook. I'm Sean Aylmer and this is Fear and Greed, the week ahead. 